with the boys and girls. We're going to think a little bit about this for a while, but it will be useful for you if you have the Bible open. So that's page 1179, Philippians 2, verses 5 to 11. Now, boys and girls, uh, camels and cows, sheep and everything else, uh, do you like a good story? Like a story? Have you ever heard of Harry McCleary? Yes. Uh, this is actually my uh, Sarah, my nephew's Christmas present from us. Uh, so I'm going to read. It'll be secondhand by the time he gets it, but don't tell him. I want to read you uh, Harry McCleary. All right? Excited? Okay. Here's Harry McCleary. Come on. It's not that bad. Let me read you a story. Into a toy shop, he skidded and spun, scattering blocks as he slid on his tum. Teddy bears tumbled and fell on his head, all in a jumble, till somebody said... Did you like that story? Why not? Why was it rubbish? Why was it rubbish? I only read a little bit, so it was rubbish. If you only read one page of Harry McCleary, does it make any sense? No, why? Because I didn't start at the beginning... And I didn't bother reading the end. All I did was read one page. And unless you get the whole story, you don't understand that one part of the story. Does that make sense? Now, what we need to learn this morning is that the story of Christmas is only part of the story of Christ Jesus. The nativity story is only one page of a longer book about Jesus Christ. And if you only get the nativity bit, it's like reading one page of Harry McCleary. It makes no sense. So what I want to do this morning is to tell you the whole story. Is that all right? And I'm going to tell you the whole story uh, by means of, first of all, a noise, and then some actions, and then we're going to put some words to the actions, okay? Here is the whole story of Christ Jesus in a noise. You ready? Can you do that? Tell me the whole story. Great, good. That's good. You've got it. That's the whole story of Christ Jesus in a noise. Let me do it in an action. I need you to help me with this. So if you're a boy and girl, stand up. There's the first action is standing up. Come on, stand up. Here's the story of the whole story of Christ Jesus. Well done, Calm Lawson and Ian Crawford. The whole story of Christ Jesus in uh, four movements. Here's the first movement. Number one. You doing that? Number two. Number three. Number four. Careful jumping in the balcony. Okay, so four movements. One, two, three, four. You got that? Okay, we're going to add some words to it. So here's four words, all right? God. Can you say it? Man. Death. Exalted. Good. Try it on your own one more time. So first one. Okay, good. Have a seat. So I'm going to tell you the whole story of Christ Jesus in... And then God, man, death, exalted. Okay, here's the first one. 
God. Adults, if you've got your Bibles open, read from verse 5. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Now let me tell you, boys and girls, the story of Jesus in a manger beneath the star is not the beginning of the story of Christ Jesus. The Jesus in a manger is not the once upon a time moment. Actually, it is not the Jesus in a manger beneath the star that it's the start of the story, but it's the Jesus in heaven who made the stars that is the beginning of the story. Why? Because Jesus is in very nature, do it with me, stand up, he is God. Jesus is not just a man like me or you that has a birthday and is born and then lives, but he is God. That means, you know, in one sense, Jesus doesn't have a birthday. It's never a moment where he was born, where he was created, where he came to life. Do you know why? Because he's God. He's always existed. From eternity to eternity, he is who? God. Good. When's your birthday? When's your birthday? No way. Is that true? Your birthday is December 25th. This is brilliant. I haven't planned this. This is so good. Let me tell you, that is your birthday, but it is not Jesus' birthday. Why? You're not God. He is. He's eternal. Verse 5, verse 6, he is very nature God. That is so good. Thank you for coming. Well done, his parents. Um, Okay, so the first action. Can you do the first action with me? Who is Jesus? Where's the start of the story? He is God. Good, but we go from God to man. Good. Adults, verse 7. But he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. This is amazing, that the one who was God would become man. That God would come down in his son Jesus and become a man. That is to say, the one who made everything became nothing. The creator, big, enters his creation, small. The one who has had no date of birth gets a birthday. God becomes man. Here's where Christmas fits in with the whole story of Christ Jesus. God comes down. And adults, what does he come down to do? Verse 7, he comes down to serve. The one who's in very nature God takes the very nature of a servant. Now, boys and girls, what do we tend to do at Christmas? We tend to think that it's all about us getting things. So it's all about me getting a larger tummy and toys that pile up. You know the true message of Christmas is all about this. God coming down, becoming a man. It's a downward movement, not about us getting bigger and piling our toys up. It's about someone coming down. We tend to think that Christmas is about us being served. So actually, what do you do when you write a letter to Santa? 
You say, Santa, I want this, I want this, I want this. Serve me, Santa. Don't we? We make Santa our servant. Bring me my toys. Come all the way around the world to my house. Serve me, Santa. We make Christmas about someone serving us. Do you know what the true meaning of Christmas is? It's about God becoming man to serve. Not to be served, but to serve. God becomes man. Stand up, do the actions, the first two. Starts off, God, man. Where do we go after that? Death. God, man, death. Do you know that Christmas is not the once upon a time moment of the story, but it's also not the, and they all lived happily ever after bit either. Jesus came for a reason. He became nothing to do something. Do you know what Philippians 2 says? Look at verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. He becomes nothing to do something. He is born to die. He comes as a baby in a cradle to grow up to be a man who will die on a cross. Boys and girls, you will never get the true meaning of Christmas if you don't read on to the story of Easter. Jesus comes a man to die. If you only read the one page of Harry McCleary, it makes no sense. If you only read the Christmas story, it makes no sense. You've got to get to Easter where he dies. Do you know why he dies? It's in his dying that he does his serving. The verses say, adults, doesn't it? He dies becoming obedient to death. He dies in obedience. Why does he do that? Why would God become a man to die? He dies in obedience because we have lived in disobedience. We need someone who will live the life that we should have lived, but then die the death that we deserve to die. That is why Jesus comes. He becomes a man to die in obedience where I lived in disobedience. So three things so far. Jesus' story starts with God goes to man, goes to... What's the fourth thing? Exalted. See, the Easter story does not end with a... He died. What happens three days later? Tell me. He comes back to life. He is exalted. He's raised. Who likes to be top of the class? Everyone, doesn't he? I want to be above everyone else. I want to be high. I want to be the tallest. I want to be able to jump the highest. I want to be able to spell the best. Why? I want to be exalted. I don't want to be a donkey. I want to be an angel. I don't want to be a camel. I want to be Joseph. We want to be above, don't we? What happens to Jesus when he dies? Because he dies in obedience, God exalts him. He lifts him up. Death was not too far down for God to raise Jesus up. Do you know what? This shows that Jesus is not just a man, although he was, but he is God. Because he is raised to life. Not even death can keep a hold of him. He is God, man, death, exalted. Now, boys and girls, 
Do you see where the Christmas story fits into the entire story of Christ Jesus? Four words. Do it with me one more time. Stand up. Good. God, man, death, exalted. Do it on your own. I could not hear you. Now, do you know what? You can tell not only the story of Jesus with those words, but actually my story, your story. Because what is the truth about us? Created by God. Every one of us, the life we have, the breath we breathe, the gifts that he gives, where do they come from? The creator God gives you everything you have. What about us, man, woman, boy, girl? Well, we were created to serve this God, but what's the truth? We love to be exalted. And in fact, we often choose to play God rather than to serve the creator God. I want to be him rather than serve him. I want to be served rather than to serve. We want to take the place of God. Do you know how he feels? He's angry. And there is a consequence for that. That actually, when we want to play God and not just be content being a man or a woman, do you know what the punishment is? The consequence is that we die. Death can happen in lots of ways, but it happens for one reason. Because we want to be God. We don't want to serve him. We want to be served. You know, this is where the story of Christ Jesus meets our story. That though I was created by God and I sinned as a man and I deserve to die, Jesus is God who becomes man to die that he might raise me to life. That's why we just sung that song. Remember the words? Stooping so low, but sinners raising. That's the story of Christ Jesus. He stoops low to raise me to life. God, man, death, exalted. Not just his story, but that can be your story and mine. Now, a final challenge as we finish. Philippians 2 verse 5 said, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Let me ask you, boys and girls, parents, grandparents, how do you celebrate Christmas this year in a way that reflects this the fact that Christmas is a stepping down to serve? How do you teach your children this Christmas to consider others rather than to be, what's the language in Philippians 2? Rather than to be selfishly ambitious. How do you teach your children to do presents this year in a way that takes into account not their own interests, but the interests of others? How do you do Christmas in a way that reflects the humility, the stepping down, the serving of Jesus, rather than this selfish, I want Santa, serve me. That's a challenge, isn't it? But actually, this is the story behind the season. And this is a story we want to reflect, not only the rest of the year, but the day when actually we're tempted to be selfishly ambitious, to just look to my own interests, when I'm surrounded by my presence. How can you reflect that down, that serving? Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Let me pray. Our Father in heaven,
so often uh, we forget the true message of Christmas. And more than that, we forget to put it in the context of the whole story of Christ Jesus. And we marvel that you as God would send your son Jesus to become a man for the very purpose of dying the death that we deserved to die. And yet thank you that through his birth, through his cross, and through his resurrection, you can bring those of us who are sinners from death to life. And we want to say thank you this morning. We want to say that we praise you this morning. And we want to come and adore you, true God, light of light, eternal. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.